Activist theology is built on the power of story, and we believe story can change the world. We also know that being in community with one another on this journey will help us build a movement committed to collective liberation and a more loving world. We have a commitment to the ethics and politics of Incahunto, or togetherness. And we are together in this work with you. Hi, folks. This is Dr. Robin. Hi, y'all. This is Reverend Anna Galladay. And we are your hosts for the Activist Theology Podcast. It's time for us to get our hands dirty. We're ready. Are you? Activist Theology Podcast listeners, welcome to a bonus episode. Like, bonus. I don't know, we figured bonus, bonus. This is extra. I love it. This is yeah, extra. I love it. We're, we're doing something we don't, we, we haven't done before, mainly because we haven't been All doing right. it long enough, but we are doing a bonus episode. Now, <clears throat> some of you more genteel listeners would call this a complain episode, a complaining cast instead of a podcast, a complain cast. Um, Robin and I are not proper in general. And therefore we are referring to this as our first ever bitch cast. I love it. Bitch cast. We're going to do a bitch cast instead of a podcast. This is bonus. This is bonus content. You, uh, you, you're not going to hear this anywhere else. Um, it's unscripted. It's all unscripted. You're going to be thankful. You're not going to hear this anywhere else. Um, but we are, we are fed up. We are in the middle of a quarantine. We are annoyed. We are, we have had some really shitty things happen this week and we're done. Like we're just done. So we are going to complain about it. Deal. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's go. All right. You want to start or you want me to start? Well, you're much more bitchier than I am. And so let me start. <laughs> let, let me just, let me just ease folks in. Okay. Um, truer words have never been spoken. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the gentleman here. Okay. I'm the gentleman. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> if you know what I mean. So. I, I want to bitch about how the fucking president wants churches filled up by Easter, which, um, if we recall our liberation theology, that we recall what Oscar Romero talked about, the crucified people. If we show up and roll up into these churches on Easter to crowd out our Easter um, sanctuaries, we are going to be worshiping a crucified God instead of the liberation of the people. Yes. And we're going to be worshiping the empire, which is exactly That's what right. killed Jesus in the first place. Yeah. Now, I know that I know that y'all not used to me being all Christian and whatnot, but I kind of been leaning into my roots, leaning into the, the tradition that shaped me. And I just want to say that we need to not focus in on empire. We need not focus in on narratives into which we are conscripted. We are all conscripted into the empire narrative. We need to resist that at all costs. And I'm fucking tired that our president is pushing a narrative that perpetuates empire over people. And it's like, it's like the so whole, annoying. um, profits over people, right? Yeah. Capital, capitalism at its finest. 
I mean, y'all yeah. want to see what a capitalism culture looks like? This is capitalism itself. It's unbridled. It is complete. It goes against the, the moral good. Um, and, and he is leaning into this. I mean, I would love for somebody. So he was on the news the other day and he said, you know, Easter is a very special day to me. I would love for somebody to ask him what happens on Easter. What's the significance right. of Easter? 20 right. bucks says that he, that he, 20 bucks says that he responds that it's Jesus's birthday. <laughs> Y'all, y'all hearing it right here first, right here. I, I, I'm, oh, I'm so annoyed. I'm so annoyed. I'm with you. It, it's driving me crazy. This Easter, this Easter stuff is ridiculous. One of my friends posted this really funny thing on Facebook oh, and on Twitter um, that said, as I recall, the first Easter was just Jesus and Mary Magdalene, and he told her not to touch him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a social distancing Easter, friends. <laughs> that, that's what that's what Easter should look like if we're hearkening back to the very first one that happened. Oh, yeah. God, what an idiot he is. Maybe we should do an Easter live podcast. <laughs> I'm trying to do these live podcasts, and Anna hasn't gone for it yet. <laughs> I haven't. No, I haven't gone for it yet. Because That's what I'm bitching about. I'm, I'm bitching. I'm bitching about how Anna hasn't gone for a live podcast yet. Now, I have a hard enough time keeping up with you while we're recording. A live podcast means I need to keep up with you and everybody else. Like I just, I, I'm, I, I, it like it makes my head hurt. Yeah. Okay. Hurt. Well, tell me, tell me what you're bitching about, and we'll go back to the live podcast. I'll massage that in a little bit later. Um. I want to complain or bitch about dishonest people. I woke up yesterday morning and got my coffee and it was raining, but it was a good morning. Me and the dog were snuggling and my husband who works, who sometimes works an overnight shift at the doctor's office that he works at came in the door and said, um, did, did you go anywhere last night? And I said, no, I, I didn't leave. Why? And he said, uh, somebody ran into your car on the street and crashed it. I said, what? And sure enough, I opened the door and the entire front of my truck is slammed in and buckled under from somebody who hit my vehicle head on in the, in the early morning. And then left the scene and didn't leave a note. Happy I, fucking coronavirus. Run and, and some idiot, some idiot plowed into my vehicle and then left me to pick up the, pick up the pieces. I, I mean, now see, I, I already know the answer to who does that. Like I can say all day, who does that kind of thing? I know who does that kind of thing. And, and, and the pastor in me. Wants to show a little grace and a little forgiveness and a little, uh, a little bit of, um, possibility around maybe they were uninsured and scared. Um, maybe they were high on pills and weren't in their right mind. Look, like there is, there is a part of me that wants you all to see the good pastor in me when I say that. The other part of me wants to throw shit. 
because now I'm stuck paying to fix a vehicle because I now am, am technically covered under an uninsured motorist accident collision. And I'm just, I'm so annoyed. Who does that, Robin? Who does that? Well, well, this is, you, you sent me the picture and it was like, happy fucking coronavirus. And, you know, of course my first response was, oh shit. And then, you know, it's like, I love humanity, but I hate people because (laughs) people do this kind of shit. Right. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. And I mean, why can't we get back to a, a, a kind of humanity, a vision of humanity where if we did make a mistake, we would leave a note. We would, I mean, this very, yeah, this very thing happened to me when I was in college. Someone plowed into my pickup. I I drove a pickup at one time, a red Ford pickup, extended cab. Shocker. And someone plowed into it, and it was a motorcycle that plowed into it and totaled my car. And well, that motorcycle must have been really messed up too, then. Right. the The motorcycle was totaled. My car was totaled, and thankfully, um, someone saw it happen and told the guy, "You have to leave a note." Wow. Otherwise, I I would have been in the same position as you are. Yeah, I mean. For all of those, for all of you helpers out there, um, we've checked neighborhood security cameras. We've kind of done everything that we need to do to try to see if we can figure out who did it. Um, the cameras that were available weren't, they weren't pointing in the right direction. Um, and, um, all we know is about what time in the morning it happened because my neighbor woke up to the sound of the crash. And she thought someone was breaking oh. into her garage. She heard oh. the crash and she said it sounded like somebody was opening, was trying to pry open my garage door. And she oh. said, and I got up and like went around the back side of, like went out the back part of my house, not out the front yeah. door, which is where she could have seen the accident yeah. because she wanted to catch the burglar, what she thought was a burglar kind of on from a different direction. Um, and she said, and once I realized that it wasn't my house that was being broken into, I came back inside and, and tried to go back to sleep. So I, we know what time of day it happened. Yeah. Um, and it happened early in the morning around 6.30. The sun was coming. The sun was just coming up. She said it was just starting to get light. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So mm. now I have a wrecked vehicle in the middle of the coronavirus. And sure enough, my insurance agent said to me, um, so it's probably going to be pretty hard to get this repaired quickly because everybody who needed work done on their vehicle is now dropping their vehicle off at garages because they figure they can't drive anywhere any any they can't drive anyway and so all of these garages and body shops are backed up with work I mean which oh my God. like I I love from a small business standpoint yeah but yeah, yeah she said it's going to be a while before you're going to be able to get it fixed because very few body shops are going to have space for you. And do you have a garage or body shop that you use in Chattanooga? I do. Okay. So you don't have to do that research. No, I don't. It's just, I mean, like I just, it's just something I don't have time for in my life right now. Yeah, (laughs) totally. Totally. I get it. Like it's never convenient to have that happen. It's even more convenient 
when someone doesn't, you know, when, when you can't have begin a relationship of forgiveness and, and of, and of conversation with someone that had an accident and kind of engage someone in the, the next step of processing what has happened. That's, that's all I want. I want to, I want to speak to someone. I want someone to say, you know, like I ran into your truck and for me to say, like, I get it. Like, let's figure out, like, let's figure out what's next. I just, I, I don't like the dishonesty. I don't like the, like running away. It just, yeah. Yeah. Annoying. But I love that because I love that because if there's ever a rupture with us, I know that I could come to you and say, Hey man, I messed up. And isn't that the kind of vision of humanity that we need right now is right. Just the invitation to, to come and, and, um, and repair it. Yeah. I mean, they could have knocked on my door at six 30 in the morning and said, we have a problem. Hi, my name is so-and-so. Sorry to meet you under these circumstances, but hey, look what just happened. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I mean, I right. saw the what picture do you want to of your truck. About? Well, let me just say one other thing. I saw um, the picture of your truck, and um, it makes me wonder what their car looks like. I know. Yeah, I don't. I don't even. I can't even imagine how badly their car is damaged. Yeah. I don't know. Um, okay, the next thing I want to bitch about is how um, the president is leaving everything up. You're, you have a theme. What? You have a theme. Yeah, I do have a theme. Um, <laughs> how how the president is leaving everything up to the states. And when we leave things up to the states, that has a history of racism and oppression. And mm-hmm. so... How is this narrative, again, again, I'm going back to story, um, and trying to piece together, tie together the pieces. How is this kind of behavior reckoning and tying and bringing up a history of racism and oppression across the country? Now, I'm grateful for people like Governor Gavin Newsom and Governor Andrew Cuomo, who are, who right. are, who are, who are, Really working for the people. But when we leave things up to the states, there is a history of racism and oppression that emerges. And I'm mm. bitching about that. I'm tired. I'm tired that at the very top, we don't have a figurehead who is undoing oppression, but instead redoing oppression and racism and supremacy culture. I'm with you. I'd complain about that too if I'd have thought of it. <laughs> I mean, it just sucks. It sucks. You're right. Um, you know, you know what else we should bitch about? What? Jerry Falwell and Liberty University. That is fucked up. What a PR whore. And forgive me, yeah. I, I, I do not use that word. In, in a derogatory term against my friends who are, who are sex workers in this country. I love you. You do, you do work that is, that is honest and, and valuable. But he is an idiot of the abs, of absolute proportion. 
And I can't believe that he has pulled this stunt in a way to get in front of the news media and, and try to, you know, and try to, and try to make himself relevant. I mean, he, he right. you know, he's gone on, he's gone on and, and people have interviewed him saying, you know, what do you think you're doing? And he, and, and, and to an extent, I get that there are still precautions in place that the university has taken in that they're only letting, I mean, you know, they're, they've opened their dining hall. They're only letting a certain number of, of people in at a time. Um, they're still doing all of their classes online. <clears throat> there are still quite a few students who are at the university who are international students and can't go home. So they're letting them stay there. But right. there are students coming and going from their homes back and forth. I mean, he said, you know, I mean, there, there are students that, that, you know, came back because he said they could and then left because none of their friends are there. I mean, right. that's the worst kind of, of exposure that someone could, someone could either pick up and take home with them or mm -hmm. bring from their home and, and leave on campus. Right. I, I mean, it's, it's just so irresponsible. Um, and yeah. I don't care whether, I don't care whether there are precautions be still in place or not. What he's done by making this a news story, um, all it does is say to every other evangelical leader of common space, you know what? Jerry Falwell's doing it. It's okay for us to do it too. Right. It, right. it just sets a really poor precedent. So Yeah, I, I can bitch about that too. I could bitch about that too. Um, but what I, what I think that I want to bitch about in addition to Jerry Falwell is how there is a Catholic bishop who said the most faithful are those who are still gathering for mass. And I just, See now I've got some I mean, wine it's along in me, the lines so. of the it's along the lines of the Texas lieutenant governor who said it's okay if 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 our senior people die as long as nobody else does. Right. Right. <sighs> yeah, I mean I, really I just thought that this was gonna bring out our better angels. Well I think we're giving you know, people the taste of of what of what being frustrated in quarantine is really like. Yeah, right. Yeah, because all we're doing is sitting around bitching about it. <laughs> yeah. You know what else I want to bitch about? People don't. That don't pick up their dog poop. Oh, my gosh. Are you encountering that? Oh, look, I, I mean, I'm a dog owner. I've encountered it from the time that it, from the time that people, that, that I started ha walking a dog and, and seeing it happen in public. Uh, Yeah. Y you know, it is but not that street, hard is it? to carry on the street, in the public walking areas. No, see, you guys are just gonna have to deal that. with the fact that my dog is whining in the background. I can't shut her up, and I don't know what to tell you. I love her. It is what it is. Um, yeah, it's okay. What does she, does she I, need I took, something? I took, does she want to be on the podcast? Well, of course she does. Um, she is a Supreme Court justice, after all. Um, yes, exactly. Later, she got things to say. Holiday. She does. She has important shit to say. Also, can we can we make sure that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is wrapped in bubble wrap right right now? Oh my like, God! Yeah, is somebody making sure that no one is touching or talking to her ever? Right, that's that's really right. what needs to be happening. 
I digress. Yeah, people just don't pick up their poop. It's it's ridiculous. They I mean, they just they just leave it and, you know, expect that we're just going to notice it and walk past it. Now, thankfully, I have avoided it. I haven't stepped in any, but I took her on a walk today because the sun was finally shining and you know, we needed a little fresh air and I social distanced in my neighborhood. And I mean, the, the amount of poop that I have to dodge, it's, it, it yeah. just, it astounds me. Astounds me. I want to bitch about how when I go to Whole Foods, there's no food. <laughs> like, why are all these rich people buying up all the food? Right. Because they think they're we're going to be stuck for the next few months, which we might be. But the stores, the grocery stores will still be open. Right. Can I complain about um, Zoom etiquette? <laughs> yeah, tell me. There's, there's so many people using Zoom now that are forgetting, are forgetting good etiquette techniques. Yeah. Um. They're forgetting the etiquette techniques that they use when they're in a public gathering with other people. And, 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 uh, you know, they don't talk over other people in public meetings. I, I'm unsure why they talk over other people in Zoom gatherings. It's, it's a little odd to me. Um, also, can we talk about how many noses we look up in <laughs> Zoom gatherings? Like, yeah. either get a tripod that is the same height as your face or put your laptop on something. Like, I don't, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm, be, I'm super petty right now, Robin. Well, I'm super well, petty. I and was, I'm an, that I'm was a term, that was a term that came in my mind that people are going to think that we're being petty. But really, as people who work <laughs> from home, as people from work from home, and now everything is online. Like right. we have a level of proficiency with this. Some of us have quarantined. been doing this for a, for a while. Like, and I get yeah. it. There's a learning curve, but um, there there are there are there are ways that you would not act if you were in a boardroom or in a meeting room or around a table with someone. Right. You shouldn't act that way on a Zoom call just because you have a screen between you. Um, now, I mean, I don't want you to show up at my coffee shop without pants on. I don't really care <laughs> if you do that on a Zoom call. Right. But, but really, like, I think we just need to remind ourselves that, um, Zoom etiquette or Skype etiquette or whatever platform you're using should be the same as any other social gathering etiquette that you want to use. I mean, unless you're with your family and you guys talk over each other all the time, I guess that's fair, but I, it, it, it's, it's driving me crazy. Yeah. How about that new Dixie Chicks um, single gaslighting? Oh, I don't want to complain about that. I love that. Yeah, I don't want to complain about that. I, love, I can't wait. Oh okay. We should try so to go. We should try to go to their concert together. Oh, yeah. I'd love that. I'd love that. That would be so much fun. I'm I'm so glad they're back. I'm so glad that they have said a big F you to the establishment and have, you know, and, and have, you know, decided that they're, that they want to come back and, and do this important work. 
Um, you know, I was thinking today actually about all of the artists that are making really important work in these times, all of the poets yep. who have formed language around all of the crappy stuff that's happening and, and the ways that, the way that they're able to respond in just gorgeous ways to, to what we're seeing. All of the musicians that are, you know, writing impactful songs and, and, and saying the things that need to be said and giving us the ability to, to, to sing along because we maybe don't have the voice to say it in the first place. Um, yeah. you know, the artists that are creating art and the dancers that are, you know, doing movement work to, you know, to, to give a, you know, flip the finger to the establishment. I'm just, I'm so grateful for the arts. Um, and I hope that we remember how important the arts have been for us during this time of, of sequester during this time of quarantine for a lot of us working from home, you know, we know how important music and, you know, video and, and, and being immersed in digital art is to us just in general. But I hope that the rest of the world really remembers how important the arts have become over these last yeah. two weeks. Um, because a lot of you all wouldn't, wouldn't be making it without, without right. the arts right. on, on a screen for you. Um, yeah. so. Man, there's a lot to complain about, Robin. There is. Thanks, I, for, thanks, you for know, letting, I, thanks for letting me complain. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that we got a little chance to complain. I mean, I think this is the human thing to do, right? This is the most compassionate thing that we could do is to bitch a little bit in the midst of doing our movement work. Well, and I'd much rather get it out than, than, than sit with it. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of, there are a lot of you out there who are, whose, whose worlds have radically changed and who are experiencing things right now that are not comfortable for you and don't feel good and are, are just situations that you never thought you'd find yourself in, whether you're homeschooling your children or, um, you know, working from home or learning new technology that you never thought you'd have to learn or, um, just simply being a person that is required to stay inside um, when you're someone that, you know, likes to get out and about and do things. And um, yeah. I just encourage you, like, find someone, find a person, find a group of friends that you can complain to, that you can say, you know what, this happened to me today and I'm so annoyed and I just need to tell somebody about it because if I don't, I'm going to burst. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Thanks for being that person for me, Robin. Thanks for being that person, those persons for us, Podcast World. Yeah. And, of course, if you want to come and spend coffee hour with us, you're welcome to. We're sending that information out soon. Um, that's every Monday at 1030 Central Time. And then the front porch opens up this Thursday at 5 p.m. Central Time. That's just a chance for you to come and hang out on the front porch with us. And then every Sunday at 3 no, p.m. Central Time. Front porch, in case you aren't allowed to go outside or, or in case you don't yeah. have a porch. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I don't really have a front porch. I have a balcony, but um, I like the front porch. I like to sit on the front porch. And then on Sunday, we have, again, our embodiment practice where we will be offering somatics a somatics class over Zoom. We had 20 people for the last one, and I think yeah, that people really great. enjoyed it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And friends, I mean, it's, it's no secret. Um, you know, Robin and I are, are trying to do this work in the world, um, in times that are different for us too. Um, all of our gigs have dried up. Every paid gig that we had is gone. Um, if you are enjoying the podcast, if you like the content that we're bringing, <laughs> even this crazy bonus, bonus, uh, bitch cast content, um, you know, we encourage you to go to activisttheology.kindful.com and um, help support the work. You can donate one time. You can donate a little each month, um, donate a cup of coffee or donate, um, you know, what you would normally give to, um, you know, uh, your your kid to go to the movies since they can't go to the movies right now. Um, you know, whatever whatever feels good to you, we will. Um, graciously thank you for any, any help that you want to provide to support us being able to do this work further and in the future. Um, and I guess that does it for yeah. our first ever bitch cast, complain cast. Yeah. Bitch first cast. ever bitch cast. We're we, just going to call it a bitch cast. We may be back and do this again. <laughs> we may. Hope, hopefully we can find a way to wait until after all this nonsense is over. Um, but, if you guys, uh, if you guys have anything specifically that you want us to bitch about, um, tweet us, um, at activist theology and, uh, we'll, um, we'll get to, we'll get to complaining. You guys, you guys tell us what you want us to complain about and we'll, we'll make sure we take care of it. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know y'all. Let's get free. All right. Bye friends. <laughs> yeah. Let us know y'all. Let's get free. All right. Bye, friends. Are you looking to connect the dots between what you think and how you live? Are you looking for a more robust way to be in solidarity with the movement? Are you looking to get your hands dirty with the work of social justice? Join Dr. Robin and Reverend Anna Galladay each week as they share, reflect, and analyze on pressing social concerns. Want to help support the podcast? Go to activisttheology.kindful.com and click on podcast. And remember, activist and theology share a T. The music you hear in this episode is Hands Dirty by Delta Ray, our friends. Our sound editor and engineer is Dan Medley from 10 South Sounds. Hands dirty, I show up so early, they show me no.